how really how much does the role of your values play when something frustrating happens at work or when there's a decision to make between two good options? Mm. I love what the scripture says in Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens the integrity and the character of someone else. When there's a conflict, let's say at work, the first thing the person needs to do is says, what does that say about me? The fact, not what is that person doing to me? So in other words, not not what is happening to me or around me, but what is God wanting to do in me and through me by testing and challenging my values? So for instance, um, I always say to people, never pray for patience. Pray that God will give you opportunities to be patient. So when there's a conflict or a difference, I ask myself, one of my values should be the ability to seek to understand. Mm. So understanding, insight. So if somebody's upset with me at work, I immediately say, what is that saying about me? Why does this person trigger me? What value is being attacked? Because it could be dishonesty. In other words, the person could be wanting me to cut corners or to take cash under the table, or my employee could want me to raise the imp- the price on a particular product to get more points so they can get more income. And so straight away, I need to go, well, actually, that goes against my value of authenticity. So I don't need to go in and stand on a hill and make a big noise to show my that I'm superior. But how can I gently come into my boss and say, you know, my value is that we don't cut corners. And I, I want you to get this income. I think we need money to have this business run. But there are some things that go against my values here. So what is another way we could do this so it's win-win? So we can still go in and have quite an influence when we know what it is we believe. And we don't need to react. One of the things that our values that all of us should have is the Beatitudes. People say, well, where do I get my values from? Well, you look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 to 16, there's a list of values right there. So the Holy Spirit can help us to be able to, of course, be convicted but we don't need to be triggered. We can be convicted by uh, this, my boss or somebody at work or a colleague is going against uh, my values. But remember, they're first of all going against God's values. So this is not about Craig Brannan. This is not about me defending me, but me representing the Lord. So how do I do that? Well, it says that when we speak, our conversation should be full of grace, seasoned with salt. Why? So that it may win those on the outside. So my values literally give me an emotional, spiritual, cognitive, and relational stability. I don't need to react if I know them. But that takes practice. Mm. So when I mess up at work, when I get lose it with someone, I'm not willing to do this, or what you're doing is wrong, or if I sound like I'm standing on a hill or I'm being superior, I can always go back and say, you know what? How I spoke to you yesterday was not good. Now, I still disagree that we should fudge on this price or that we should, it almost seems like we're not telling the truth or we are cheating here. And so I don't want us to do that. But at the same time, I don't want to just come across as accusatory. Here's the way I think we should go. So if my conversation is seasoned with salt, full of grace, I can still hold my values and at the same time be gracious to people around me. Hmm. Wow. Easier said than done, though, Craig. What does this look like then, the processing, when you've been impacted and you realize that I shouldn't be feeling this way? We need to immediately be able to go, you're right. My values are my scaffolding. They hold me true. And thank you for pointing that out. Because that's that actually is very humble and teachable. Hmm. And people respond well to somebody who's humble and teachable and say, and if you have your values, you actually don't feel ashamed. 
what you feel is guilt, which is good, but you don't feel ashamed like you're worthless. You actually go, oh, you're right. Thank you. I never held true to something mm. that I believe. And you actually thank that person. It actually gives you encouragement. Right. Godly sorrow. Godly sorrow. And what does godly sorrow lead to? Repentance. Repentance. And brings what? No, no. Regret. regret. No regret. That's a big one. That's a big one. But if I go, oh, well, you know, if you only understood the, the day that I had, that's called worldly sorrow. Worldly mm. sorrow is, I'm sorry I was caught. Right. Worldly sorrow is, is shame. I'm trying to cover myself up. But if, see what values do, they hold us accountable, right? Mm-hmm. And we ought to feel that sense of conviction that we're not holding to them. By doing so, by the way, you become less of a hypocrite hmm. because you're admitting where you failed. And when you say to other people, I failed in that particular area, particularly when they mess up, what we have a tendency to do then is say, oh, I messed up. I failed in that very area. Now we're showing grace. We're not showing superiority. We're showing a, a shared understanding. But then you show them how you got it right by God's spirit, God's word, God's grace. 